What's up, guys? It is your host, James Grady, with the Imperfect Podcast. Um, today, I'm joined by two guests. Um, I'm going to let them introduce themselves in a second. But, you know, I always start off the episode um, thanking everybody um, for the support that they have given me um, in the past and the ones that will give me support in the future. Um, of course, this is a very um, special episode for me since I am a student athlete and so are these two gentlemen here with me. Um, and that's what we're going to be talking about for this episode, um, how it is being a student athlete in high school, um, the troubles that we may have, um, the obstacles, and um, some of the pros as well. Um, they're always There's always good with the bad. So, um, yeah. Um, hey, guys, you guys, I'm just going to let you guys introduce yourselves. Either one can go first. Um, I'm Xavier Spadacini. I play football at John Glenn. Um, I've been playing football for about 10 years, and I know James through uh, school. Okay. I'm Michael Boyd. I've been playing football since I was eight years old, and recently I just started playing track and field, and this year I started wrestling. So, um, first off, I want to just, you know, congratulate both of you. Um, these two guys, um, I've known them for a long time, since middle school, um, but they both have gotten offers um, to play their respective sports. Um, that's pretty cool. Um so I want to ask you guys, you know, to know how how did that feel when you guys got 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 the text, got the call, the email, saying, "Hey, you know, we want you." How did it feel? It kind of, it didn't really feel like real at first because you know everybody always talk about playing football in college and playing sports after high school, but it didn't really like sink in until I got that first college offer that, like, most people who play this sport and as many people that love the sport that they play, like, they won't, after their last high school game, they literally won't be playing another organized sport again, like, ever. And it's, like, it's surreal. And it's not even real to be getting that opportunity to play after high school. Like, it just puts everything into perspective. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'd agree. My first college offer... I got towards the start of my senior season and um, I almost cried when I first got it because it was like all that hard work, all that dedication was finally starting to pay off. And then so I got it that morning. And then by that night, I had gotten a second one. And it just like it didn't feel real for the longest. Mm. OK. Interesting. So, you know, Mike, you just said, you know, like a lot of people, they don't play after high school. Um, a lot of people don't even play after, like, middle school. Like, it, it's kind of surreal. Um, and I really want to talk about how COVID has had an effect on that, um, just because I think, like, we'll we'll get to that in a second, you know, but you guys have seen what's what's gone, you know, what's been going on with, you know, football and, and how – it's a COVID has affected a lot of players, a lot of different teams. Um, and now, you know, the atmosphere for football is very different, of course. But I mean, when it comes to people who do quit after high school, like, and a lot of them have that burning feeling in them, you know, where they're like, man, like, that was, that's it, you know, it's gone. Um, did you guys feel 
similar to that? Of course, you guys aren't done playing, but did you guys feel similar to that after you guys got done playing your final game? Yeah, because even though, like, I know for me, and it's probably the same for X, like, even though we will, like, we're privileged enough and honored enough to play after high school, it's like, like, everybody tells you that, like, football and colleges won't be the same. Like, there's nothing like playing football on Friday nights at high school. Like, you know the people that you play with. Like, you're close to the people that you play with on the field. You're closer to the people that are in the stands. And it's like, when you get beyond that level, it's like a lot of the people you're more distant with. It's more of a job. It's more of an occupation. Like, people are there strictly for business. And it's obviously a lot of camaraderie. It's still like a brotherhood there. But it's not the same. Like, it will never be the same as playing football in high school or playing any sport in high school, really. It's never the same. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, Like, when you're playing high school football, you have, like, people you, – you know majority of people in the stands. And it's just, like, it's a different type of feeling. Like, people come out and watch you because they know you. You know that – they know that you're playing that night. Like, it's just, like, different. And like Mike said, when you get into the higher levels of – any sport really it's more of a business than anything it's it, it's just like a different atmosphere because you're playing because when you when you're in college you're playing for your future you know exactly and it's like uh, I, I don't really know how to explain it it's like because the people there are like so focused like everyone that's up there is so much more focused it's like it's like you do your job and then you're done. It's like I don't really know how to explain it, but it's it's just a different feeling when you play on high school and everyone tells you that and you can even like feel it like when you're actually playing. Like there's no other feeling than playing a high school, getting big plays, succeeding and failing. Like there's no other feeling than when you do that with the people that you've been going to school with, seeing every day for the last four years. It's there's no other feeling. I feel like there's no other feeling also because if you say you play good on a Friday night, you go back to school on that Monday, like everyone's like, oh, yeah, you play good. Like it's it's like cool that people like that, you know, that you go to school with that you see every day came out and saw you perform good at something you've been practicing and trying and grinding at for more hours than most people would even expect. Mm. Yeah, I like that, you know, because a lot of people, they don't realize, you know, going back to the whole college thing, like a lot of people don't realize how good you actually have to be to play in college. It doesn't matter what level or forget all that. You you have to actually put in so much work and so much, you know, you have to make so many sacrifices. And I feel like that's, you know, a lot of people just kind of, Throw that out the, that out the, throw that out the bag, and um, just focus on the oh yeah, you know we're we're all we're all D one or he's D one you're not, and it's like nah man. Or people look at college like, I remember like in middle school like looking at like playing college like playing college basketball for example, and be like oh yeah man you know I think I can play, or looking at all these people and being like yeah man they're gonna play, and then by the time I'm like a junior. In high school, I'm like, nah, man. Like it, when, like when you go, actually, when you go to the practices or you go see these people play in real life, it's like everyone, you know. My dad, you know, 
he kind of put it he kind of put it right for me. He was like, everyone on that college team was good at their own school. They were all almost like dang near the best player on their team. Um, and I feel like a lot of people just kind of discredit that. Like they just think, oh, like it's just, it's college, you know, whatever. Like he's playing like, yeah, he's playing on a college team and, and he may not be the best player on that team, but he was the best player in his high school or one of the best players, if not the best. And. and both you guys grow as players. Um, I, I'm not really a ball guy, but I have seen you guys grow as players. Um, I've seen some of your guys' film. So I, I see some stuff, but I do but admire you, the hard work that you guys have put in. I mean, you know, especially especially with COVID, man. COVID, bro. Like, oh, no, whatever, COVID, but. At the same time, like it was COVID, you know, COVID definitely had an impact on a high school athletes' careers. Um, and I, and so, you know, with that, you know, you guys are coming off freshman year. Um, and I'm not sure what that's what position at. I'm not sure. You know, I I know that you guys are both playing very good. Deal. When you came back as sophomores, and it was different. Honestly, it it feels different, but like not in the way that uh, people would think. Like obviously, everything feels different because you know you go from being at school six hours and having practice after two. The only reason I'm at school is to be at practice, and it's different. It's a different dynamic. But I think what really set it in, like, what really made the difference for me personally is when I had to miss, like, two of the last three weeks of my game because I had gotten sick and my mom had got sick. So I couldn't go to school two weeks, and I missed a Wayne game and a Belleville game. And for somebody like me, like, those were two big games that I wanted to make because one Wayne game was probably one of the, like, biggest games for us because it's our rivalry game. But Belleville, because, like, just for me personally, I like going against other better good players. Like, I don't want to just go against a bunch of Waynes every week. I want to see I want to see how I stack against, like, the best in our division. And so it's like when people miss that, like, I just missed two weeks, and it felt like I missed the world. Like, it felt like I missed so much. And so I could I could just couldn't imagine how other people felt who had their whole season canceled because of COVID. And it's, like, it just – it's different in, like, even the, like, the little small things. Like, the fact that we have to wear masks at practice on top of our helmets and stuff. It's just – it made, like, even the little small things, like, a lot different. And it changed things in ways that you wouldn't even – like, you wouldn't even expect. You wouldn't even expect things to be different the way that they were. Um, I, I It was definitely different. It was something you had to get used to with the whole masks all the all the different protocols like we had to get temps before practice like it, it was like a big it, it was a big change but i felt real i felt real confident going into sophomore year um because i was fortunate enough to have like workout stuff in my garage so i would get with when it, when it was safe obviously like when some of the restrictions started coming up um 
I would lift five, six days a week with uh, my guy, Rob. And then um, one of our coaches at the time, Trev. So he got us right that off season. And I just felt like too prepared not to, not to take advantage of it. So um, I feel like that's part of the reason I played so good sophomore year. Well, it's, it's most of the reason I played so good sophomore year. And I was like undersized, but I ended up, working up to play varsity as a sophomore. And then I started in the playoffs that year, but it was, it was definitely like a, a culture shift with the whole, with all the rules and everyone getting sick. It was, it was, it was definitely a different season. And another thing is that I really, um, how you said it was a, a, you know, like a culture change. You guys, you guys got a new coach. Um, that year, uh, of course, got you know, and you know it. You know, it's it's always going to be different when you get a new coach, but you know, with a new play system and you know all all that. Um, I mean, it probably wasn't as difficult for you guys because you guys are good, but did it did it feel? I mean, just just kind of. Introduce me to your thoughts on how that was having a new coach while in COVID. Do you think that might have impacted you guys? Yeah, and that's like another thing that it doesn't you don't realize from the outside looking at how much it changes things, especially with a game like football. Like it's not like every single play is a play that was designed from that coach or picked up from that coach, and so. It didn't even like it never even clicked in my mind how much different things would be with a different coach, not just our practices, but the fact that we as freshmen had to pick up a whole new playbook and we were pretty much being eased into it as most freshmen are. Like you just you learn the basics of the playbook, you learn the basics of the plays, how everything moves. And sophomore year, usually you build upon it and you continue building upon it until by a senior, you know, the playbook like the back of your hand and it's natural. Like we never really got that. And so as sophomores coming into COVID on top of everything else, we had to pretty much throw out all of the old stuff and just get ready for a new playbook on top of playing with COVID, on top of some of our people that we played with last year, the year before not being able to play or they couldn't play or they just chose not to. And it's very, it's challenging and it gets more and more challenging as you move up and it continues to happen. I'd agree with saying it's challenging, but at the same time, like, yeah, it kind of sucks that we had to get a different playbook and everything, but I'm fortunate that it happened because as, as we move up in levels of football and if we change teams in college, if we, if we end up making it even farther than college, we're going to have different pay playbooks regardless. So like, I'm just like, yeah, trying to overcome true. that adversity of getting a different playbook. Like I'm, I'm kind of glad it happened, but at the time, obviously, it sucked. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that also, like, it teaches you to push through adversity. I do know that, like, a lot of other teams and a lot of other players, when put in that position, they would have just quit. And to a certain extent, yeah, it does suck. But like he, like I said, it prepares you to, like, for sudden changes, when things don't go your way, you can't just quit. You push through it, and it makes – when you it makes other transitions like transitioning from high school to college easier, 
it definitely does help in a lot of ways, just knowing, like, to be prepared for those types of things. Hmm. So, you know, another thing is, you know, a lot, you know, when you're an athlete, you got to have a good bond with your coach. Um, I don't want to get too personal or anything, but I do want to talk about, like, your guys' relationship with the new coach that you had. Um, not the newest one, but the, the, the new one that you had over COVID. Um, did, was that, I mean, just, you know, kind of throw, throw, throw it at me. Um, I feel like, uh, I'm not sure because obviously like we had our ups and our downs with that coach. We had a lot of good things happen, a lot of bad things happen, but I feel like on top of like us moving up on top of getting a new coach, it wasn't really that much of a difference because we knew that going in from our freshman year to from freshman at JV from JV diversity, we already knew we were going to get a new coach. We knew our freshman coach wasn't going to be our coach that yeah. coached us as our head coach the whole time. So it wasn't when we switched coaches that first time, it wasn't really that much to me personally. It wasn't really that much of a, oh, my God, we got a new coach or like I have to build a new bond because I had never really I didn't really know the original coach from my freshman year that well. So I just went in from like, OK, I'm getting a new coach. I knew I was going to have to get a new coach and learn a new coaching staff anyway. So. Let's just get this done. Like, it wasn't really – it wasn't that much of a – it didn't really make that much of an impact on me going from freshman to sophomore year. Um, I don't think it made that much of an impact either. But I don't feel like the bond between the new head coach at the time was that strong just because we were younger. He was a varsity coach. We were playing – well, I was – for most of the season, I was playing JV. So, like, we didn't, like, I didn't get to interact with him that much. And then um, through COVID, obviously, that, that had a lot of to do with it because we weren't around him as much and still being on, well, me being on JV at the time. And then my junior season, I still didn't really get to interact with him that much because I was mostly playing defense. And he was, he was the offensive coordinator. So, like, I didn't really get to – bond with him that well hmm. so I really want to talk more about you know when it comes to and this is this isn't necessarily just what you guys saw more year either this this can be all the years um when it comes to your guys like you guys so you guys played all four years so you guys got to see everything so from freshman year to senior year when you saw the team the team change and it went through all these different changes and you saw all these different people and these people you know join the team some people leave the team um you know me included <laughs> but um when you when you saw all that um i mean did it did it did it make you feel sort of way i mean you guys been playing for years has it has it has it ever made you feel some sort of way even from when you were young like having a different team like seeing all these people like seeing people that you've been playing with and then seeing them quit because they have all these other issues or other things going on or have you ever had the like maybe the feeling of yourself like maybe like oh yeah man i don't know if i even want to play anymore have you guys ever felt anything of that sort or had any thoughts on any of that 
because I know I know some student athletes do, and I know you know the trials and the tribulations. Um, so, I mean, how do you guys feel about any of that? Um, I feel like there definitely were some challenging times, especially going through the different coaches, going through the COVID years. Like there were some challenging times, and knowing like my teammates personally, out like outside of football, knowing them from going to school with them and knowing them more on a more personal level, I definitely understand why some of the people who quit or stopped playing, they did end up stopped playing football. Is it for everyone? Of course, it's a huge commitment to be a part of any team at the high school level. So I understood why other people quit. I honestly, honestly, if I wasn't surrounded with the people that I was surrounded with, like I didn't have a good support system and I wasn't who I was, I probably like, I it wouldn't, it doesn't surprise me that people quit. Like, I know that I stick through the tougher times and I was fortunate enough to I never suffered any bad injuries. Like I said, the worst thing that I went through was having to miss two weeks. And like it never got that bad to prove me to the point where I just felt like it wasn't worth it anymore. It wasn't worth playing. And I also love the sport, which is a big part of it. I love playing football. So when you don't love the sport that you're playing and you're not having a tough time, I definitely understand why you quit. But for me personally, like quitting was never in my head because of like I love the sport and I love the people that I was playing with so much that it was like I knew that it would all be worth it in the end. But I definitely understand like some people who have personal issues, family issues, like sometimes it's just not worth it to sink that many hours into something that you don't feel like you're getting anything out of. I was just one of the people who was fortunate enough that I loved the sport that I was playing enough to where even when the times did get tough, I felt comfortable that I could push through and I could see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Um, I'd agree that football is not for everyone. So if, if you quit for, because you didn't like it, because you just weren't into it. You you had other stuff going on. Like I never held it against anybody, but I did like to hold my uh my teammates accountable for when they did. Like if they were committed, I'm like you got to commit yourself. Like it's not like you can't just halfway commit with football. Like it's it's a it's a year round sport to be honest. But um, I've personally thought about quitting multiple times just because I've been playing so long. Um, I almost quit before my senior season, actually. I almost quit because halfway through game four of my junior season, I had a partial ACL, partial meniscus tear. So it was, like, real rough. It took, like, three months. I was I was back to 100% by early January of 2022. But, like, it was just, like, a big mental strain on me, like, it, it was a rough time for me, even leading up to the season. I still had questions because we were, we were still trying to get a new coach our, our now head coach, but we, at the time we didn't have one. It was, everything was kind of up in the air. I didn't know if it was worth it. I was afraid of getting injured again. Like it, it was a big mental toll on me. That was my most recent time though. But ever since I've, I've fallen back in love with the game. I feel like it's, it's a pretty common thing for athletes that play for such a long time to, at least think once about like second guessing their their commitment to play the sport. Yeah. 
I agree with that. You know, a lot of people, they don't understand. Like, they look at people who are younger and they're like, oh, my, like, yeah, like, you can do this. You have so much energy. But it's like, dude, this takes out a lot of energy. And, like, you know, like how Mike said, you know, you're dipping all this time into this one singular activity. You know, whether it's for 30 minutes, whether it's for 60 minutes, you know, whether it's for two hours, three hours, you know, however many. And you're doing this, and sometimes you don't get the best results. You just don't. Um, sometimes all you can give is 78%, 70%, 80%. Since your your day, you know, they fluctuate sometimes. Um, you know, you can't always give your 100%. Your 100% might some days be 60% because that's all you have left in the tank. And eventually that will beat you up mentally. It will start to get to you. And you're, you can see it in your performances. Um, you know, and as an athlete myself, I've definitely had times where I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know if I can do this anymore. Um, you know, it, and it's it just happens. Um, I'm, I'm glad you I'm glad you really talk about that, because I feel like a lot of people, they don't really recognize that, especially in high school sports. You know, they look at it for like, you know, college you know, or, or maybe, you know, like professional, but they never, and I understand because, you know, it's, it's high school, you know, they're young, you know, we're younger, you know, and, you know, a lot of people don't know what they want. So it's normal for people to, you know, kind of, you know, move all over the place with it. But I do feel like athletes mental health, even in high school is important, especially in high school. Um, and, you know, to, to have all these people, you know, and these athletes go through these, you know, these trials and tribulations, you know, and, 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 you know, have to go against all these different obstacles, you know, maybe go around them or go over them. And sometimes you have to go through them straight up. Um, it's hard. And I feel like it's not emphasized on upon enough, um, especially for a school like, like our school, you know, we're a D1 school, of course, but at the same time, you know, a lot of people look at our high school, you know, John Glenn, oh, oh, they're, they're, they're not all that, you know, or whatever. But, you know, we still deserve our, you know, we, we still deserve our flowers, man. Um, I I think we do. You know, we, we've been, and the thing is, our, our teams have been growing. Our school has been growing, you know, and get better. And I think they will get better. And I think the mental health, that whole thing, that's a part of it, you know, not even from just an athlete's um, point of view, but also. And um, speaking, and you, you know, you guys are student athletes. Um, you guys have good grades. So, you know, you guys really don't. <laughs> you, I'm, I'm sure you guys don't struggle in the classroom as much. But if you have, I mean, you know, I know you guys have seen the memes, you know, like, Oh, imagine like failing algebra tests, going to like play brownie in like a game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> have you have you guys ever like have you guys like ever you know like had something similar like like oh man like I gotta take a test, Like have you guys ever you know had a moment in your careers where you're like oh my goodness, 
for me, I was I was always fortunate enough. Like I've never had to struggle with grades. Like grades, like my schooling and stuff just always came easy to me. I never really had to. I never really had to sink that many hours or like put that much commitment into making sure my grades were up. I know I'm fortunate for that, but I definitely, even with me, like the little stuff like homework, like it's not so much tests as it is the daily grind of, I got to wake up at five in the morning and I got to go to school, be at school for six hours, go to practice for three hours. And then as soon as I go home, I take a shower, I eat because those are the things I have to do to keep my body right. So I can do all of this tomorrow. But I can't even really rest or relax like that because I have to go home and do the same homework from the schooling that I just spent six hours doing. And it's definitely a strain. Isn't it all like sometimes it does blow up into like, oh, yeah, I got to take three tests in one. I got to take three tests in one day. Then I got to go against Belleville, the number one team in the state. But it always it always to me felt like like I can see the buildup in myself and like the buildup in the stress of I'm. I'm going to bed as soon as I get done with all the things that I have to do. And I'm still only getting maybe four, five, six at the most hours of sleep. And like everyone talks about, oh, yeah, you just need to keep your priorities straight. Oh, you just need to be going to bed earlier. But sometimes it's not it's not that simple. Like right. this stuff has to get done. It has to get done. And I have to be the one to do it. So it's not as simple as just go to sleep like just go to sleep go to sleep <laughs> if i just go to sleep this homework won't get done and then i have to do the homework from yesterday today which means i won't be able to do today's homework until tomorrow and it's just a builder <laughs> and that's a lot of the stuff that i think people don't really see is that like you have to be at practice every single day going through stuff like oh my shoulder just popped out for a split second now i gotta deal with this aching shoulder my <laughs> knee hurts my ankle hurts and you barely get any type of recovery because as soon as you get done with one thing practice. it's another exactly it's just like that's the stuff that i think people don't really see and that's the stuff that really strains people on a day-to-day basis yeah i couldn't agree more to be honest with you <laughs> But um, I, I always, I've always had, I've always found like school being like easier, like not not challenging. Like I never really had to study, but mine was always like, like Mike said, the daily grind of just the homework. Shout out to my mom though; she be staying on top of me. That's why that's why I have such good grades now because she helped me like learn how to stay on top of my work and manage the load and time management and how important that is and that that's most of getting good grades just if if you stay on top of it if you can just stay on top of it you'll be fine yeah definitely yeah. it definitely like i say it's like it compiles like like i said like when you have to do yesterday's homework and today's homework like as long as you stay on top of it it doesn't get too too bad but you man you miss one day of homework you miss two days and now you behind and you got to do three days worth of work in, <laughs> no. in one day. And it's just like, man. Hey, hey. My thing is, man, when we were juniors, what people don't realize, we had the probably one of the hardest junior years ever. Junior came, was brutal. Right. We came back from it a really pandemic, was. from learning online to having our first real year of high school that would be we full. We was not again. learning online, bro. We was cheating <laughs> online. Oh, not learning nothing. 
And then our freshman year got cut short. I remember right, I didn't take any of my finals for that whole second semester. We got out. We got out of school in March. That's so what I'm that saying. Was, that junior year was our first full year in school. And and you got to remember, it was back in person, and it just so happened to be junior year, which is said to be the hardest year of all high school years. Exactly. And that's, that was and the same think year about we had it. to take our SATs. Right. Was... And, and that's just as a student. Now put all the athlete stuff on that. <laughs> That's terrible. I don't care. I don't care what anybody says. That is hard. All right. Like you got you got the class of twenty twenty five. They're saying I think they said the SAT is gonna be online now or something like that. Like, bro, whatever. That's I mean, I mean, at least we get you know with us. We get the whole um, SAT optional, whatever, for college. You know, we weren't actually supposed to get that. So that's pretty cool. But everything else, man, like, Jesus. Like, I remember, hey, <laughs> like, um, when I, when it was um, during track season, and Mike can vouch for me here, like, I remember, like, bro, we would go, I, I would go to sleep at like 9, 10 p.m. and still wake up tired. And normally, when I go to, when I go to sleep at those times, I wake up, I'm, Full of, I got more energy than I probably need. But when I go to sleep at 9 or 10, you know, it's May. I've been through this whole junior year or whatever, you know, practicing, you know, lifting, you know, and, you know, whatever, you know, doing school and all that type of stuff. And, you know, having social stuff as well, you know, doing stuff with friends, being in clubs, you know, man, I'm tired. I'm beat up. Like, I'm, like I act like, you know how, like, older people, like like, you know, like, I guess you could say like a 40-year-old. Like, they go, like, man, I'm tired. Like, I feel like that. Like, I'm tired. Like, I'm tired. Like, like not, like, tired. Like, oh, man, you know, like, oh, man, I'm pretty tired. But, like, that no. exhausting, the build Yes. Yes. You burnt out. It's, it's tough. Like, bro, imagine going to run a 400. <laughs> and then the next day in the morning, oh, you got a math test. Good luck. Like bro, exactly. and 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 if you and if you know how hard the four hundred is, whoever listens to this, if you know how hard the four hundred is in track, you know exactly where I'm getting at with that. Or, or eight two hundred. That's, that's why I'm glad we play on Friday nights. I can't <laughs> yeah. walk the next day, bro. Exactly. <laughs> Your adrenaline start wearing off. Oh, wait, once you uh, hit the car, bro, I can't. Once I I drive home. I can't get out the car when I get home. I'll be locked up. Exactly. Yeah. Your body start aching in places. You don't even remember getting hit. Hey, hey, Mike, you remember I got that real bad cramp at the end of practice. It was raining and everything. Mm-hmm. Man. You're everybody was school the next day. Everybody was looking at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, bro, my whole body is gone. Like, I don't, I don't, I've pain before from a cramp. Like, I was squirming around and screaming. And I'm like, bro, like, get me out of here. It's cold and it's rainy. Like, I can't see. I got sweat. I got to, like, let's talk about that for a second. Have you guys ever had, like, a mixture of water and sweat in your eyes? Mm-hmm. That is, like, one of the worst things ever. I don't care what anyone says. That's, like, top five worst things. That, or, like, tweak, like, have you, you guys have probably tweaked an ankle before. Like that is oh, yeah. I sprain my ankle at least three times a season. <laughs> it's bad. Like it hurts, but you're like, oh man, I gotta keep running. Like what? 
or like no, um, the worst is I used to get I used to get helmets. So when I I'd be running the ball and I'd get hit in the thigh and my my thigh pad would move over and I would just get these massive knots in my quads and I couldn't like like you can't pick your leg up like it literally just it doesn't work. I used oh. to get those. I got one right before a game one time and I just had to play on it. Hey, have so have you guys ever had like a thing or anything? I used to get them all the time. Yeah. I used to get them all the time. It's like, it's something, honestly, you just get used to playing so long. Yeah, I honestly, I feel like that there's one advantage to being a lineman is that I really didn't, like, I don't, I don't really get, like, stingers and stuff like that. Like, I definitely get cramps and stuff, and I get, like, uh, like, when I'm usually the one getting hit, usually I'm the one hitting. Like, when I have a collision, it's with a person that's, like, two feet in front of me. So, it's, like, it's not that much risk. Worst-case scenario, they fall on me or something like that. Usually something bad, like, really bad doesn't happen. Like, when you're a running back or a linebacker, you got, like, ten steps of momentum when you're getting hit or when you're hitting somebody or, like, a receiver, you're getting hit out of nowhere. Like, as a lineman, I feel like that is definitely one advantage is that usually when I'm getting hit is by other linemen that are right in front of me. Otherwise, I'm doing a chase down or I'm the one tackling somebody else. I'm usually not the one getting big hits hit on me. I'd say the worst yeah. pain running the ball, like as a running back, is when Mike Big size 27 step on your foot, bro. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> bro, he does. He, it's literally countless times, and you never get used to that one. <laughs> I'm talking a big boat landing on my foot every play. <laughs> man, man, I mean, bro, I, I'll never forget this, bro. This is the craziest thing i ever seen, bro. Dude, um, AAU tournament. Um, I'm in eighth grade. Mike, this kid's a seventh grader. I, I'm not kidding. This dude is six foot eight. Jeez. And, bro, dunk the ball. And he gave a kid a concussion, <laughs> and it was nine in the morning. I'm like, I'm like, bro, what is, what is this? I almost walked out the gym, bro. My whole team standing there. We all just look at each other. Our our jaws are on the floor because we're like, how did that just happen? You're six foot eight, and you're like twelve. Leave, <laughs> like, bro, go, 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 start a family. Leave us alone, all right. <laughs> Like I I I'll never forget and guys, it was like nine in the morning. It it's 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 so early. And this dude fucking on people yelling, screaming, and his whole team getting high, they all pump each other. Oh my gosh. I just woke up like an hour ago. Like what is wrong with you? I I don't I don't know. Hey. But he gave the he gave the kid he dunked on a concussion because he tried he tried to take it as like a charge or whatever. And my man's would not get up. Like <laughs> I thought, I was like, oh, I, I honestly thought he died for a second because I'm like, dang, like bro was just sitting there like a dead body for like five minutes. I'm like, wow, he was breathing, but he was he was out of it. But he finally got up. But basketball concussions, man, those suck. Either you you usually you usually either get those from getting um. You know, like, like either like getting like you know someone falls on you from like a dunk or something, 
or like a mean elbow. Yeah. Oh, because, oh my God. Yeah, that's the bro. thing from like non contact sports is that you don't account for the contact. So like right, playing a game like basketball, you want hardwood. <laughs> bro, those elbows suck. Y'all remember D Lo? Yeah. Bro. This dude. Yeah, it's sophomore year, right? So we playing in his little scrimmage or whatever. And bro, first he said a real mean pick on me. Like I, I, I literally, you know, he's like they run a little um cut play or whatever, right? Just real quick. Bro set the pick. I turn my head. I'm right in this dude. Like, boom! I fell to the ground. I'm like, dang. But then I got up. You know, I'm like, whatever, whatever. Even though bro felt like a wall. My, he's like six foot seven, six eight. So I ran into him, and I'm I'm small. I'm like, and at the time, so with shoes on. All right, I'm not that short, guys. But anyway, run into my man's, and we get up. You know, we get back. Then they get a steal on us. You know, it's a fast break play, and bro, you guys have, have you guys ever seen like LeBron or Russ when they drive into someone and they use their elbow or like their forearm to push off? Yeah. This dude did it, and he sent me all the way to, like, the three-point line. Mind you, we're <laughs> under the rim. What's wrong with you? Alone. And they, they, everybody, I'm like, dog, whatever. Whatever. But it, anyway, um, in, injuries suck. Or just getting them, like, anything, like, like, the minor injuries, they just bother you. Like a, like a, like a, um, a jam finger. Oh yeah, my goodness! Like <laughs> no, yeah, man, I remember season you be banged up, right? Any I jammed season. my um, I jammed my left thumb in middle school playing an AAU tournament. I couldn't bend it for three days. I'm like, okay, whatever. I didn't even care. I remember I had, that year beat me up, bro. I got a chipped tooth. I was having back spasms. I jammed like three fingers, and I think I might have broken my ankle, but. Or sprain it at least. Something was wrong with that because now every time I try and um, like stretch it out, it makes a little click noise. Um, not and not like the normal one. It makes like a weird like it like um what what is that uh, uh Minecraft the Minecraft skeleton. I sound like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm like dang well, whatever. But um yeah those suck man. But um talking about injuries, you know, I'm more of a serious note now. You know when it comes to you know seeing athletes get hurt, you know, like, um, what was his name? His name, uh, DeMar Hilton or DeMar, um, Hamilton. I'm not sure. He's yeah. On the Bills. The, the Bills player. Yeah. Um, sorry if I said his name wrong, but, um, you know, seeing stuff like that, you know, have you guys ever seen anything like that before or seen anything of the sort, something similar, or have you guys ever experienced, you know, you know, Xavier, you said you, um, you tore your meniscus partially, um, you know, how is all that? You know, struggling with injuries, of course, it sucks. But how, yeah. like, truly, how, like, in, when you're in the moment, of course, not even during the recovery stage, but just when you're in the moment, how is that? Yeah, I, I never had, like, I never suffered any injuries from contact, which is honestly surprising to me, considering how long I've been playing football. Like, I, the only like serious injury I ever suffered was in a practice on my junior year 
like one of the only times I wasn't in, I was on the sideline. Or was it my senior? I'm not sure. But it was no, that was like senior. One, that was this year. I yeah, know what you're talking about. Yeah. I was on the sideline on practice maybe three days before a game. And I as soon as I get out, I get on the sideline, I take off my helmet a little bit, I yawn and my jaw locks. And I'm just sitting there, I can't close my jaw for anything. And I at a certain point I just stop trying because I'm like, if I break my fucking jaw, it's gonna be crazy. But I I so I'm sitting there, I'm with the <laughs> trainer, and I go to the hospital and they tell me I dislocated both sides of my jaw. And it's like Good it didn't really God. hurt. It was it was just like uncomfortable, but it didn't really hurt too bad. But even with that, like, minor injury that I got from yawning outside that had nothing to do with football, to this day, I'm still, like, when I yawn, I still, like, caution myself and I still make sure that I don't go too far. Like, it's, it's like, and that's just from, like, a non-contact injury. And I do remember one time, the same, the same, like, that scrimmage that I missed, I still went to it and I watched. And one of, like, one of our players, I believe. No, because he was a year ahead of us, so it couldn't have been there. But oh, it was one junior of, year. I know what you're yeah, talking about. Our scrimmage Lucas junior Stone. year. Yeah, one of our players who that was a great ahead of us, Chase, I don't remember his last name, but he broke his thumb while I was on the sideline too. I wasn't in. But I remember he had broke his thumb and it was like it was just crazy seeing it in real life. Cause he had ran off holding his thumb, saying, My thumb is broken, my thumb is broken. And it was just crazy. Like, it's just crazy because I've never seen or, like, I don't know. It's just a surreal sight. Like, I didn't even think, like, my brain couldn't process it at first. Like, he really broke his thumb his senior year. And he played, he wrestled too. And it kind of, like, it kind of, like, dampened his whole year because he's sitting there with a cast and he played all contact sports. And he a, he a defensive back. Like, he can't, like, he needs his hand. And he had a club at, like, towards the end of the year, but it's still, like, like he was out for a good amount of his senior year. And it's, like, it's just crazy when you see injuries like that, and it's always sad to see because, like, people, like, it could end your whole, like, it could end, like, a month. You could be out a month. You could be out a season. And for a lot of people, it dampens, if not ends, their whole career. Like, even when you are, like, in the big leagues and stuff, and, like, when you're in the NFL, like, some people just never play the same. Like, some people, especially with leg injuries, lower body injuries, ACLs, MCLs, ankle injuries, they never play the same. And sometimes they just – they can never play at all. And it's just sad to see. Yeah. Yeah, uh, injuries are definitely uh, a sad thing to see. Uh, so, I tore my ACL – well, partial ACL, partial meniscus there. Uh, I can tell you the date. It was September 17th. We were playing Dearborn at home. It was um, it was like late in the second quarter. There's probably like five, four or five minutes left. And I, you just have to see the play, but I get all contorted in my knee. Like I didn't hear pop or anything, but like I went down and it tore – um, well, partial tears, obviously, like I said, but I went down and like, have you ever seen those injuries where like the dudes got like the bones sticking out of their legs and stuff, yeah. but they don't like, they don't notice it until they look at it. Yeah. 
I felt a lot of pain. So, like, I'm like, bro, there's no way. Like, if I got a bone sticking out, bro, I'm not looking at it because it doesn't hurt that bad. And then, but, like, I ended up just, like, trying to stand up. And, like, it felt like there was, like, rods going through all the soft parts of my knee. And I was like, yeah, bro, something, something's not right. So, like, I'm, like, trying to limp to the sideline because I'm trying to get off the field. And everyone just told me, go down, go down. So, I'm just like, whatever. I go down. I end up walking off, like, two minutes later. And then, actually, I almost went back into that game. But we were losing by so much, they were just, like, get healthy. And then I found out, I think it was, like, two weeks later, like, my MRI results came back. And it was, like, it was it was pretty serious. And I feel like the hardest part with coming back from injuries is, it's like the mental battle more than the physical. Because if, you, if you're physical enough to play football, if you're physical enough to play sports and you're dedicated enough, like the, the injury itself is no problem. But like just the mental blocks and all of that is a big thing. Like this year, we're playing Belleville on homecoming. It was Friday night. We had homecoming the next day, Saturday. And I'm running the ball. It's third quarter. It's our second drive coming out of half, or our second offensive drive coming out of half. I'm running the ball. I break one off for like five yards, run the same play, break it off for like 25 yards, run the same play again. I break it off for like 12. And I got my legs chopped out underneath me on the third play. And I went to catch myself with my arm and my elbow dislocated, my left elbow dislocated. And I knew it was bad. So I just stood up and I started running towards the sideline. And I'm like yelling like, like, my elbow's out. And everyone's oh, like, calm God. down, calm down. And I'm, like, running down the sideline. And I get to a point where I, like, feel my elbow where it's out. And I just start yanking on it until it goes I back was, in. And yeah, I remember, I remember seeing you on the sideline, like, wiggling. And I could just see you, like, wiggling. And I was like, bro, is he trying to put it back in place? Like, it was crazy. Yeah, so I eventually got it back in place. And then that injury wasn't – it wasn't – severe but it wasn't it wasn't a minor injury i ended up i was in a sling or i was in like a splint i had a sling on it went to homecoming the next day with the with the whole splint on (laughs) and then and then uh i got the splint off a week later and then so i only missed one game and then i was in a brace and i was in the doctor's office line just so i could play wayne that week (laughs) Yeah, I remember, um, you know, I remember um, for the one year. So just just a little bit of some background info, guys. I did play football. I played one year. Probably should have quit after the first time I got hit. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I saw I saw a white light after that. But uh, anyway, um, I remember seeing um, a teammate. Um, was it Ben? I can't. I can't remember. Yeah, I actually saw two injuries that were pretty bad that year. Xavier, do you remember? Well, I can't remember his name, but he. I Talking think about he when tore, Ben tore his ACL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tore his ACL that day. Yeah, that that is a crazy statement, by the way. <laughs> it, it's true though. That's what happened. <laughs> He'll deny it, but that's like actually what happened. Though. He'd be denying it. You can ask anybody. I hit his knee. Yeah, I know. I was right there. I got I got scared because I, I looked at him 
And at first, he I was like, okay, whatever. He's about to get up. And then bro started holding his knee, and he got up, and, like, he, he was – did he even get up? I can't remember. I don't, no, he I don't was think he even got up. Yeah, like, he was just kind of sitting there and holding his knee, and I'm like – Oh. I remember at first, a lot of people didn't think it was that serious. Yeah. Like, a lot of people just thought he was being dramatic. And then we saw him being cut it off, and we was like, wow, he 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 messed himself up. Like, he tore, he tore something or broke something. And it, it, and it just happened just like that. Like, it was, it seemed like it was just a normal practice, and then boom. And I remember that happened with another player, um, Waterbug, Damien. Um, oh, yeah, he, I remember that. He broke his ankle. And it was like it was all out of place. I was like, "Good God!" The bone wasn't out of the skin; it wasn't showing. But I saw it, I, and he's just screaming and yelling. And he was—he's always been—he's he was always a quiet guy. You never really heard him talk too much or anything. You know, he—he'd just be sitting there smiling. And to to hear him just sit there and scream at the top of his lungs for like five minutes straight. It might have been longer than that, but he was just screaming. I was like, oh, my goodness. And it just happened, just like that. Like, boom, that's it. And his senior year was over with. Done. Um, and that that really sucks. I'm pretty sure he's a barber now. I, I, still, I still follow him on Instagram. So he's, he's, he's always been a pretty cool guy, but. To see someone get their senior year taken away from them just like that, it definitely it just it feels strange, um, and and you feel bad about it, of course. Um, so yeah, but def- injuries definitely, you know, Xavier. When you talked about how the mental strength is required and the mental battle is definitely more important than the physical one. You know, of course, you do need to do the recovery, you know, the physical therapy and all that good stuff. But if you're not, you know, making sure your mind isn't broken, and even if it is broken, if you're not, you know, doing the things that you need to do to fix it after you do get injured, because a lot of people look at injuries, especially if they're major ones, as career ending injuries. So if you get one of those, you got to be able to stay strong up there, man. You have to. And I feel like, a lot of people struggle with that. You know, it's definitely been, you know, smiled upon more in modern times now. You know, a lot of people look at it more, you know, like people like, you know, Gordon Hayward or, um, and who else would be a pretty good, um, Kobe Bryant would definitely be one or Derek Rose. Um, you know, these guys, they got these injuries and they were able to come back, you know, and fight those mental battles and, you know, become stronger. But, what people don't realize is that some people have lost those battles. They lost and they're no longer here with us, of course, but it's definitely important. And even though I don't want to, you know, make it sound, you know, bad or anything, but we should use those people as examples of how to stay stronger and what to not do when you are in the healing process from an injury. And even if you are an athlete and you're listening to this, Always remember to keep your mental health in check. Um, you know, for a lot of athletes, we play the sports because they help our mental health. So when we know that we can get those sports taken away from us due to an injury or anything of the sort, it can definitely make things a little bit rocky for us. But if you play a sport, you do something 
maybe you like playing an instrument or you sing or you write or you watch funny YouTube videos or TikTok videos, whatever you do, make sure you just do it whenever you get sad and you do whatever you need to do to keep your mental health in check. Um, I'm pretty sure almost everyone, which is, this is sad, but almost everyone knows someone that has either attempted or that has done, you know, of course, the action of taking their own life. Um, and that is not anything to play with. So take care of your mental health, guys. It's very important. Um, take it seriously. Um, never, never look at it as something that's just minor or anything. It doesn't matter what anyone tells you. And if you're an athlete, definitely make sure you take care of your mental health. Because like I said, you may have an injury or you may not be performing well in your sport. And your sport may be the only thing that's been keeping you intact for the past few years or however long that time period may be. And when you know that you have a chance to lose that, it will definitely break you. So what I would do now is definitely make sure you have something else that you can, you know, put in place it, just in case the sport does end up, you know, being lost or things get tough, you know, like how they said times do get tough. And even if you do make it out of it, you know, you do have to still have, you know, your friends or your family or other activities that you do outside of those respective sports that you do. Um, and you, you, you can, you compete in those, or you just, you participate in those activities or you do whatever, do whatever you do guys. That's where I'm getting at with it. Um, Take care of your mental health. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you look like, what you do, or what you have done. Keep your mental health in check. Forgive yourself for whatever mistakes you have made and move on. At the end of the day, that's all you can do. And if you have something that's going on with yourself, talk to someone or, you know, get a journal, anything. Do whatever you have to do. Like I said, do whatever you have to do to make sure your mental health is in check because at the end of the day that's all that's important okay especially if you're an athlete please i i know athletes that are not here anymore because they lost the battle i know people that have almost lost the battle don't lose if you're an athlete you should know how good it feels to win and you should know how bad it feels to lose and how bad it feels for other people when you lose. So don't try your hardest to not lose, okay? Uh, hopefully that analogy works. <laughs> but um yeah, take that seriously. I'm gl I'm glad I'm glad you talked about that both of you. Um because I, I I just view it as something that's very important. Um but um I also, you know, just very quickly, I want to I want to know what you guys think about um, leadership as an athlete, leadership as a student athlete. You know, you know, not just on the high school level. You know, of course, you guys will be, you know, transferring over to college. Um, you know, so you have to be a leader there as well. But what is what does it mean for the both of you to be a leader and to accept that role of leadership? as a student um for me i know like leadership looks a lot like it looks a lot different for a lot of different people like for people like coaches they have a whole different type of leadership you know 
they have to, their job is to tell, their literally job is to tell you what to do and steer you in the right direction. For me, leadership has always been leading by example. Like, I feel like it's a lot easier to follow someone who's doing good than just some following somebody who's telling you what to do because they know it's what's best for you. So I always, like, I always strive to do the best and lead by example and lead by not only telling people what to do, but showing them that what I'm saying is beneficial and it helps me and it can help you. And that's what makes it like that. I feel like that's what makes me such a good leader when I do lead is because like when I, when I tell somebody what to do or when I tell somebody what's best or what's the best course of action, it's like, people see that I don't, I'm not just talking just because like, that's not just my speculation. Like I see, I've done these things. I tried, I failed and I've succeeded. And I do also feel like a lot, a good part of leading is following. Like a good part of having good leadership is knowing when you aren't a good, like when you aren't the person that needs to be leading at that time. And you just, you have to sit back, you have to watch, you have to learn. And that makes you a better leader. That makes you better at, telling and showing other people what they have to do because you took the steps to learn from a different person who may have been the leader in that situation and it's also about having like pride but not having so much pride to where you feel like you don't you don't you don't have to be a leader all the time like you can take a step back you can learn all of that stuff plays into a fact of being a good leader and all of that stuff has made me I feel like a better leader I can definitely uh, attest to the fact that Mike is um, a lead by example. Like, like that's how he leads. Like, he's going to show you he can do it. And then so you know that it's possible. I feel like I'm type of the same way. Like, if I can do it, I know you can do it. Like, and I also feel like a big part of leading is learning, learning from your mistakes, learning in general, like whatever type of learning it is, just learning in general, because then you can use that information and pass it along. I think knowledge, like from anyone, but mostly like older people, you can learn a lot from older people just on their experiences. And if they've tried and failed stuff, like I feel like that's that's a big part of leading is learning. I agree. I definitely agree with that. You know, a lot of people, um, especially nowadays, I feel like they kind of, and this, it's always been a thing. I'm, I'm not attacking our generation or any young, you know, young um, individual, but where I'm getting at is, you know, a lot of people, they kind of disregard um, older people nowadays. I feel like a lot of people, you know, like, like you said, they have too much pride. Like the both of you said, um, just way too much pride in um, themselves, and they don't they don't that step back to listen. That way, they can lead. Um, you know, I, I went to a camp, a leadership camp, um, FCA um, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, and they talked about that. They talked about how, you know, there's a whole negative, you know, stigma with being a follower, but sometimes you have to be a follower to be a leader. Um, and I feel like a lot of people, not just student athletes, but a lot of people, they don't necessarily look at that and they don't agree with it. Um, and 
I'm just going to, you know, tell you guys, take this as a message to agree and to believe it because it's true. If you look at any of the great athletes, they will tell you that they took advice from the athletes that were considered older at their time. You know, Kobe Bryant, um, if, you know, he's late, of course, you know, but in his book, The Mama Mentality, he talks about how he took lessons from Hakeem Olajuwon and, um, you know, Jerry West. You know, a lot of people, they go like, oh, man, I'm not going to listen to Jerry West. He played against plumbers. But he was one of the best out of those players at the time. So he obviously was doing something right, so why not listen? You know, you look at someone like, um, you know, Saquon Barkley. I, I saw that, you know, he didn't um, sit down with Barry Sanders. You know, they both have similar play styles. So he took some advice from Barry. Deion Sanders, um, with his whole enti- his, his entire, you know, team, you know, he has them do certain things, and you know, they they just they feed into it, you know, they just listen, and that's why they were so su- he was so successful at Jackson State because all those players were just following, and that way they could all lead each other and lead themselves as a whole team to winning um so i feel like there are definitely some more examples out there but those are definitely some good ones that i can think of off the top of my head um when it comes to leadership you know and just following other leaders sometimes you have to do that and another thing um if you see someone that isn't leading and you are following them or they are leading, but they're leading in a very negative way. Um, you really got to, you know, take a step back, think about it, and really, you know, contemplate whether or not you truly want to follow that person, especially if you're an athlete. Um, I'm not going to get too much into things, you know, like, you know, drug use or any of that, but uh, that type of stuff, if you are an athlete, especially a student athlete, and you do that, I mean, you know, people, you know, like I I um, heard, you know, that um, Calvin Johnson said that he used to, you know, do marijuana before games or practices, you know, but I just want, I just want people to realize you're not Calvin Johnson. You're not six foot six and you're not that fast, some of you, and you're not Megatron. So throw that window. If anyone ever tells you that, and if anyone that is trying to lead you is, you know, telling you anything of the sort, um, I'm just saying, I don't know about that or anything of the sort, you know, they're, you know, someone that doesn't have good grades or, you know, they're always in trouble or they're always getting yelled at in a practice. Hey, that's, that's, it's that, that decision is up to you, but I'm just saying, hey. Really take a step and think about that. You know, the people that are serious. These two that I have on this interview and this episode, I chose them for a reason. Because they are the complete opposite of all that stuff I just said. I never see them, you know, they have their fun, you know, of course. And they're football players. I mean, they have to. But they they have their fun. Um, but at the same time, when, when it's time to get serious, they get serious. You know, they they both lead extremely well so that's why i had them on here you think i would just bring two random athletes on here and 
have them be terrible ones or have them be terrible leaders or come on here and not be able to speak. No. So I'm just saying, um, that's just my opinion on that. You know, when I get on here, that's what this whole thing is for. So you don't have to agree with me. It is just my thoughts. But I'm just saying, you know, of course we talk about good leaders, but when it comes to bad leaders, you also need to take that into consideration as well when it comes to leadership. So just think about that for whoever is listening to this. And that doesn't just apply to, you know, athletics. You know, that's the main focus of this episode. But at the same time, you can take any of these um, opinions or these ideas and you can apply them to your real life, whether or not you are an athlete. So just think about that. Um, But, you know, lastly, with you guys, you know, I just want to talk about, you know, you know, since high school is over and you're going to college and, you know, it's going to be a, a big change. You know, do you guys have any, you know, favorite mon- moments or just anything in your whole careers where you're like, I like where you were like, yeah, I really do love this sport. I feel like, I feel like you have like at least for me personally i had one of those moments at least once at the end of every season in my high school career it wasn't really that like i couldn't really say that much for like before i got to high school but i remember like just seeing my freshman year i saw us trans like i saw us transform from this team who would just get blown out and who couldn't, like, we couldn't do even the simplest of things, right? To oh, transforming into it. We were bad. Bad. bad at the beginning of freshman year, to transforming into a team that, like, I was like, if we can stay, like, like if we can continue to improve at this rate, we're going to be a good team by our senior year. And, like, if everyone stays, if we do good, we everybody, like, it was really inspiring to see the progress we had made. And my sophomore year, it I saw it for the most part like my sophomore year when I saw like I I moved from JV and varsity my sophomore year and so when I saw like how we moved and like the chemistry that we had as a team compared to like the varsity team who didn't have nearly as much chemistry and didn't like they didn't move how we moved like they didn't act how we acted it was, again, like, showing that, like, our team had potential. Like, we could be better than a lot of the teams that go in before us. It was just, like, it put it into perspective more so. Because, like, when you don't have any other team to go off of, all you can do is compare yourself to yourself. And it's just, like, it doesn't really put it in perspective. But seeing, like, the varsity teams and people who are older than us, like, not reach that maturity level and not reach that team chemistry that we had, and play like a bunch of individuals that really put it into perspective that like we had played, we were playing as a team. We had began to play more and more so as a team and it reflected so in the field. Like our varsity team is getting blown out and we're having close good games with our opponents. And it's just like, it puts it in perspective and it makes you like really appreciate the sport first of all and like the game in and of itself, but also the people that you're around. And junior year, of course, junior year was one of the rougher years. We had just come off COVID, and it was just it was just one of the rougher years, at least for me personally. Like, 
But even then, like, more so instead of, like, the team, it put more things into perspective for me personally, and it made – and it helped me grow as a person. Like, that was a year where I did a lot of growing and developing as a person on top of, like, us growing as a team. And senior year kind of put it all together, whereas, like, obviously we didn't have the best record. But we went from, like I said, our varsity team to even us our freshman year, we were just getting blown out left and right. And, like, schools would just blow us out left and right to, like, that forcing game that we had where, like, they probably, I'm pretty sure they scheduled us as their varsity, I mean, as their homecoming game, thinking that, oh, it's Glenn, we about to get an easy dub. And it's just, like, being able to go there and being able to, like, overcome that adversity because that game, Jermaine had gotten out after the first or second quarter, and we don't know what's up with him. Like, he had already had his leg injury lingering, and it's the same knee, the same leg that he already has a brace on that's getting re-injured and re-aggravated. Everyone has that in the back of their mind, and we still can show up and overcome adversity and get the win and show people that, like, we're not just about to lay down. Like, we're not the Glenn that we were before. We're not just about to lay down and accept defeat. Even though we were down going into the half, down players, people feeling sick, people not feeling good, we overcame adversity. And it's like seeing stuff like that, like, shows you. Like, it's stuff like that that you don't see, but you can't just see every day if you don't play sports and if you don't like if you don't have something that you're passionate about and it really like it puts a lot of things in perspective and it gives you a whole new appreciation for the game as a whole uh, I, I could say the same but I'm, I'm gonna just pick a few moments from this this last season my senior season that i had the most fun um first off any away game i love away games uh, especially at Howell game because the student section, their student section was going crazy. I love games like that. I just like want to go in their house and be a villain. You feel me? Yeah. Um, I, I love those type of games. Like so, any any away game that we played this year. Um, Wayne game, Wayne game was just fun. Like we we was all just having fun. Like it was a different type of vibe that night. Like. We were all playing good. Like, yeah, it's Wayne. Kind of feel bad because it's Wayne. But, like, it's still our rival. So, like, we went out and had fun. And then uh, how, Belleville game. I wanted to play Belleville so bad because, like, coming off an injury, I felt too, like, usually, well, in the past, I would always be nervous to play games, like, super nervous just because it's like that. You, you don't know what's going to happen. But going into senior year, like, I, I felt too confident. Like, I was coming off an injury, but I had gotten hurt week four, so that means I had week four to week nine to get more prepared than everyone else. And then everyone else after the season was taking a break, and I was still getting better, still getting better. So I had more time than everybody else, so I felt too prepared to be nervous or – I would, I want to say scared. I was never scared to play a game. It was just, like, that nervous, like, the anxiety yeah. for the game to start. It would be like that, like just the anticipation waiting for the game to start. But I, I didn't feel any of that because I just felt too prepared. But like Belleville game, the only thing that sucked was we had like six starters out that game. Damon was out with the wrist injury. Ricky was out with the finger injury. Isaiah was out. There, there was a couple more people. I think Jermaine was still out at the time. Yeah, like, there, there, we, we had like a, it was a hundred percent. 
Yeah, there was like a whole bunch of injuries that week. But like it's Belleville, like number one team in the state. There's three stars, four stars, five stars on the team. Like I was just too red. Like I, I just wanted to go out there and perform good against good players. So I, I that was my most exciting game of the year. Like I was just too ready for that. Yeah, I feel like also for like games like well Belleville and Wayne especially because they're like whenever you're going against a team that's like around your skill level like you're going back and forth like Dearborn we went back and forth with them, Forcing we went back and forth with them. How for that first half we went it was it was still kind of a close game with them. Like most of our games, Stevenson was a big one where it was a close game. And oh we didn't pull it through in that game. And it's like after having games like that, back to back to back, where it's just anxiety, like you don't know what's going to happen. You can, you, like, you don't know what's, like, like he said, like, like I said, you don't know what's going to happen after you step out on this field. You don't know who will go end up being hurt. You don't know what's going to happen, good, bad, or indifferent. And so, like, going against teams where you feel super confident you can beat, or super confident, like, you don't have any pressure. Like, Belleville is the number one team in the state. Nobody's expecting us to win. There isn't a whole bunch of pressure on us to win this game. So, like, we can just go out there and perform. And it's like, you could just do whatever. Like, if you do good, then that's great for you because that's, that's the number one team in the state. But if you don't really do, like, if you don't do super well, like, you kind of underperform a little bit. I mean, it's the number one team in the state. Nobody really – it's – it takes off I a mean, lot of pressure. I, I want to go out there and murder somebody. Yeah, but I, I want to. I want to go out there. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah. them stars don't mean nothing on the field. Exactly. <laughs> I know what you mean, but it's also like the same time. Like for me, that external pressure that you feel to do super well is just like it's lifted, and I feel like that's when I play my best. It's when I'm going against teams. Honestly, not even teams so much that I know I can beat. More so like Belleville, games like Belleville. Like, that's why I like – that's why I love playing against teams like Belleville. It's because it's like nobody's expecting you to go out there and perform. So, it's feel like it's feel like practice for me. Like, it feel like if I make a mistake, okay, whatever. Nobody really looking that hard. Nobody's zoned in watching me for every mistake I make. But when I do perform, like when I do good, and which I am trying to do every single play, regardless of the team I'm playing, I'm still trying to do my best. So when I do perform and then when it shows, like when I can play against those types of teams and I'm not just sitting there getting flopped around, I'm actually making plays, I'm running to the ball, I'm I'm being annoying, like I'm being a presence. Like I'm not just falling down and dying, like I'm being a presence. It feels so much better and it feel like it feel like I can play at a level that I don't feel like I can play when it's like, oh, my God, we have to win this game or I, or we can't make the playoffs. Or we have to win this game or because if we don't win this game, then this game and that game, they lost to those teams. And it's just like that type of pressure doesn't exist when you're playing against teams like Belleville. And that's why I love playing teams like that on top of the fact that you can measure, like you can see how well you're doing. Excuse me. And, like, when you – like, you can see how well you stack against, like, the best in your state or the best in your city or, like, against teams like that. <clears throat> yeah. I, I love all that, man. I love um, You know, like I said earlier, you guys, you guys are um, respected athletes. Um, I respect you and a lot of other people respect you. Um, you guys work hard. You guys go to work. 
do what you got to do when you get on that field. Um, and you're student athletes. Um, so, you know, it's great to have, you know, other, other people on here for once, you know, I talk to, you know, I'm, I'm not alone. So this is that, this is pretty cool. Um, <laughs> but, um, I, I really, I really enjoyed the company that you guys provided for this episode. Um, and I, everything that you guys said, it was great. It's great. I loved it, man. Freaking love Thanks it. Thanks for having us. Thanks for of having course. Um, just going to say uh, my final words real quick. Unless, unless do you guys have anything else that you'd like to say on here? Shout out anybody, anything. Uh, yeah, shout out James for starting a podcast, actually. <laughs> little, little, little something sweet going on. I've just been <laughs> waiting on him to drop the episodes, though, because he said New Year's or New Year's ah, Day. I'm, they're coming, man. Pause. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, Mike, you got anything you want to say? Um, nah. All right. Um, you know, th- like I said at the beginning of the episode, thank you everyone that supported me, um, that will support me in the future as well. Um, you know, like Xavier, you know, just you know, I know you guys want new stuff. Some people have been bothering me, you know, a lot. I get texts like. It's, <laughs> Like two people have been texting me almost every single day since like uh, November. Like, where are they at? I'm like, just please give me some time. Um, so they're coming. Don't worry. Um, I'm gonna get them out there. I actually didn't want to do any um, like episodes with anybody else, but then I was like, you know what? I can. So we're doing it. Um, of course, um, I have more on the way. Of course, so this is not the only one. Um, they should be all released at the same time. So, you, yeah, that should be pretty cool. Um, um, thank, I would like to thank everybody that listens, supports, or anything. I like thank these two guys for getting on here and just chopping it up with me. It's always good to have that. But, um, yeah, without further ado, um, that's going to be it for this episode. Um, student athletes, got it. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Um, I hope everyone enjoys this episode as much as we did recording it, of course. Um, And without further ado, have a good one.